Hi, and welcome to Jewish Time, a podcast brought to you by the Atlanta Jewish Times, keeping Jewish Atlanta connected. This podcast is sponsored by the Atlanta Jewish Life Foundation. I'm your host, Jeff Silberblatt. And my mission is to bring you an interesting and timely conversation in each podcast that we produce. Randy Kessler is the founding partner of Kessler and Salamiani Family Law Attorneys in Atlanta. He's the author of many family law books, including Divorce, Protect Yourself, Your Kids and Your Future, and the Georgia Library of Family Law Forms. Mr. Kessler has over 32 years of experience in domestic relations and family law matters, including divorce and custody, paternity, and child support. Randy Kessler, thanks for joining us today. It's a pleasure to be with you all. So we've been so consumed over the last three, four, five weeks uh, of COVID-19 on the health side. So let's talk a little bit about, um, you know, how how this is affecting uh, couples, uh, couples who are getting along, couples who are not getting along, and family matters. I'm, I'm happy to, Jeff. And, you know, you say we, there's a collective we. We as a country are not really talking about how this trickles down to the family, but but we as a divorce community or a family law community, and, and as you know, I'm very involved in the family law bar, not just as a lawyer, but I, I like talking about this, teaching and, and, and educating folks. We've been worried about things for a long time because we know when there's a downturn in the economy, that brings out stress, which brings out problems at home. When there's a natural disaster and people are stuck in the same environment and struggling, like Katrina, um, like in, in earthquakes, it, it causes marital strife. When there's domestic violence in the home and people no longer have the ability to leave. So we've been worried about these family law issues uh, as a bar, as a, as a family law community for some time now. And, and we're seeing the desperate phone calls and, and I, I don't know what to do. I, I need peace, but we can't afford a second home right now. So we're seeing all sorts of, of issues arise compounded by the fact that the courts are generally closed. You know, we joke sometimes that there are three types of emergencies. You know, what the person going through it thinks is an emergency, what the lawyer thinks is an emergency, and what the judge thinks is an emergency. Judges see horrible things. So your personal emergency may not rise to the level of a judge's view of emergency. And that's that's causing some problems. We know that some of the courts around the country have uh, closed or, or they've gone into pause. Has that happened here in Georgia? To some degree. I actually had two court hearings today, virtual, um, one by phone, one by, by Zoom. Um, but they're generally status updates. Ha- having a full trial right now is almost impossible. How do you hand the judge an exhibit? We're working through those. And it's funny because I teach an Emory Law School class on trial, jury trial litigation. And we have our final trials in two weeks. And we're going to figure out how to have a full final jury trial virtually by Zoom. So the problems are getting sorted out. Right now, we're worrying about just emergencies. The court staff is low. The, the bandwidth at the courthouse is low. The, the resources for courts generally are low. So right now, we're putting out a lot of fires and, and asking each side to, to wait, be calm, and act in a way that when the courts are back up, you'll be proud of. So when the judge says, so how did you handle this crisis? the last 30 days? Did you let the other parent visit? Did you encourage FaceTime? Did you sit together with the children? What we're telling clients is make sure and diary it that if you have to explain your behavior, that you're proud of how you behaved. Have judges made any decisions, not just based on the law or what their, um, what their read is of the situation? Are there decisions that are being based 
on COVID-19 or are judges staying with what the law says? Oh, 100% there are decisions, but they're broad brush kind of decisions. So the chief judges, for instance, in Cobb County and Fulton County have issued a ruling that says parenting schedules, even if the children are staying home from school, are to follow the school year as if there was no coronavirus. So that's one kind of thing. Um, communications to be encouraged. The hard part is, you know, what judge is going to put someone in jail for not allowing parenting time with the other parent if the custodial parent's worried about exposure? You know, you have these kind of issues. So judges, yes, they're impacted by this, but it's more in a planning kind of way. The judge this morning said, well, your trial was going to be April 13th, Mr. Kessler. We now think it's going to be in June. So that's, you know, affecting people. And, you know, what people want, in my experience, from divorce most of the time is closure. That's the biggest thing they can achieve. They want their future. They want financial reward or, or, or stability. They want time with their children, but they really want closure from this hard time in their life. And that's being prolonged. And that's probably the worst effect we're seeing of the closing of the courts or the limiting of the availability of judges. Randy, what have you seen with clients calling you and explaining we were in the middle of separating and I was going to go get an apartment, but now I can't do that? What are you seeing with couples who are in the process of getting a divorce and they're stuck under the same roof. So this is changing everything. We are hearing a lot of those calls. In fact, I'm getting a lot of calls from people that I consulted with six months or a year ago who were thinking about maybe one day I'll need a divorce and I just want to get my ducks in a row that are now saying, well, that day is today. And and how do I deal with it? And, and the hard part is there's not a lot they can do right now. There's some you know, avenues and some people have resources. They can have another place to move to. But but we're getting a lot of those calls. What do I do? I'm stuck. I can't take it. And we're having a lot of issues with people not being able to call because the spouse or the other side is is right there in the same house or same room. Uh, so we're having to, you know, be discreet and can, texting messages like, can you call me at this time or that time? So um, what I'm trying to do is bring calm and say there will be a, a day and a chance to negotiate these things. But big picture, you know, avoid the day-to-day battles. That's that's the main concern right now. In family law, you not only handle divorces, but you also handle visitation agreements. And with shelter-in-place uh, restrictions that are all over the state of Georgia, how is that affecting family visitation, whatever you call it? No, that's, that's, you know, you're right. In the old days, it was always visitation. Now we try to be a little bit more, uh, you know, polite about it, parenting time or shared custodial periods. Um, but in any event, it, it's affecting things. I think just like in, in regular times, some people will take advantage and some people will, will be very good. So some parents are saying, I'm not going to let him or her visit because I don't want the children to catch Corona. And some parents are saying, even with this risk, I understand the children need a relationship with the other parent. And we're going to bend over backwards to create a safe environment. It's just human nature that some people are going to use this and some people are going to, to work together. But we're seeing from, from A to Z as far as reactions. The hard part is what kind of relief? I can't march down to a judge and ask the judge to put the dad in jail for not letting the mom visit today. But I can create a timeline and I can create a chart so that if in 30 days or 60 days, it doesn't get better between the parents. There's a history there that the judge will not be happy about. You mentioned that your phones are ringing off the hook. If I'm in a situation where I'm uh, sheltering in place and my relationship has not gone very, very well with, with my spouse, take me through the first three to five steps uh, or questions that you ask uh, that, that can help me navigate these very choppy waters ahead. 
Well, I, I would ask you a lot of questions, but I would tell you the first bit of advice would be what's always in my mind, which is think it, don't say it. Think first, you know, measure twice, cut once. Don't don't react until you think about how that statement or text or set of words is going to come back to haunt you in the future. But the questions I would ask are, you know, how are you all both situated as far as safety? Is everybody safe? Is there any threat of violence? That's number one. Number two, if that's not an issue, can you separate physically and give yourself some space so that you're not in each other's space? Hopefully there's a basement or a separate room that you can try to put some physical barriers. Um, and that, that's funny how that often helps a relationship, even in a, in a tolerable or, or mediocre marriage where someone goes out of town for two weeks and you realize how much you miss them. So space, physical space can help. Um, the next I would say is finances. Are you both? able to access finances if you need. If somebody moves out of the house or, or cuts the other one off, you need to both make sure and maybe have a discussion. Despite our disagreements, no one's going to take all the money out of the bank account. Can we agree on that? Those are the kind of things that are important. But it, but again, I, I would really just open the door to what are your concerns? Jeff, what, what are you worried about specifically? You know, Does your spouse or significant other drink too much? Are they drinking more now? Is there, Are they talking to the children too much and scaring the children. What is it that you need me to help you figure out? And then we would develop a plan because no two situations are the same. Tell me the three things that I should not do today. If my spouse is driving me crazy, you should not get under her skin or his skin period. You should do everything you can hold your head high and act as if you don't, it doesn't bother you. You, you got to hold it together. Um, Number one. Number two, if your spouse is driving you crazy, tell a friend, tell a lawyer, tell a psychologist, tell anybody but your spouse as the first line of defense because everyone's going through a hard time. And the way you see it as your life is bad, I'm sure he or she sees it equally the same and it's not going to get good. Um, next step would be if you can talk to a therapist, even virtually, or if you have a mutual friend that can help you communicate, that's fine too. But um, mainly it's do the exact opposite of how you feel. It's sort of like we, we say a lot when someone calls to say, Randy, can I do this? I already know the answer, right? Randy, is it okay if I go out and start dating even though the case isn't finished? My answer is going to be no. If you, if you feel like you have to ask permission or there's that little bug in the back of your mind saying I shouldn't be doing this, listen to it. Listen to your conscience and act as if, you know, this is the way you want people to remember you, that you acted right in this hard time. So just... You know, think outside of yourself. It's, it's very hard to do. There are not a lot of things you can do practically except for physical space. Make sure your finances are arranged so that you have enough money to get by for the next six months. If the other side cuts you off or have that discussion and agreement that you're not going to cut each other off um, and, and work out a plan. But um, it's, it's a hard time to start a divorce case, but it's an okay time to start planning and figure out if this ends and I do want a divorce what will it look like? The other thing, Jeff, in any divorce is to understand your finances. Most people have no idea what they spend. It's a great time to start working on a budget to know what you as a family spend, what you will need, what your spouse will need versus what the incomes are and try to figure out how can we both live in two households on the same income that's been supporting one household. That's just a hard exercise and it's even harder now, but it's got to be done if there's going to be a separation. Coming up, I ask Randy, where on the web can you find information about divorce, separation, family visitation, and other resources? But first, 
this. Let's be honest, this is hard. All of us are dealing with uncertainty, sadness, and grief. Some of us are dealing with elderly parents, children stuck at home, job loss, or people that we know who are sick. Jewish Family and Career Services is here to help you cope during this troubling time. They have 30 highly trained licensed therapists ready to listen and offer guidance and support by phone or by video conference. They have free support groups for parents, caregivers, and college students, and therapy groups for people in recovery and victims of domestic abuse. If you're having a hard time and just need someone to talk to, give them a call at 770-677-9474 or on the web at jfcsatl.org. Randy Kessler from the family law firm of Kessler Salamiani in Atlanta is my guest today. Since we live in a digital world, I'm going to ask you to share with us a couple of websites or at least one website where someone could go to get information much like what we're discussing today. Okay. Well, there, there are a couple of websites. Obviously our firm page has a thousand of sub pages, ksfamilylaw.com. There's also an American bar uh, website, www.americanbar.org forward slash groups forward slash family underscore law forward slash resources forward slash COVID dash 19. A lot of good articles linked to that site. The American Bar Association has put together a comprehensive website. And, and speaking of, of silver linings and digital, I, I do think there's some positives that are going to come out of this. I think courts are going to be more efficient. In the old days, I would take you down to court and we'd talk before the judge got ready. And the judge came out 30 minutes late. We'd have the hearing and we'd download and debrief. It was a three-hour event or a 10-hour event. Now, court starts at 9, phone gets connected, conference is done by 9.30, clients don't get billed beyond that. It's a 30-minute event instead of a three-hour event. Their courts are learning that they can do more uh, virtually than they could ever do uh, manually. There's no lines at the courthouse to get through security. There's no staffing issues with you know the courtrooms overcrowded. So there, there are some silver linings in our practice area that I think are going to make uh, our practice area a little better for the customer or the consumer or the client that's going through these hard times. Would you rather go to court from the comfort of your home or your lawyer's office by phone instead of having to go down to the courthouse where all the criminals and, and people that are being arrested are also going for their cases? I like the fact that you've found a silver lining with all of the topsy-turviness that is upon us these days. Well, there's got to be. There's always a silver lining. And I think, look, People are getting to spend time at home and people are realizing, you know, their, their daughter has, you know, issues at school that they may not have really focused in on, or their daughter is actually one that can help them appreciate the internet and how to get online and how to work the digital tools like zoom or, you know, there, there's a lot of, there are a lot of silver linings and spending time together at home uh, with your family should not be a bad thing, you know, except for the reason we're doing it there's some really good, good things about it. And, uh, and I'm hoping that this brings some families together and some folks that will resist the temptation to say, you're the cause of all my frustration. Now we have a real cause. It's Corona. It's not your wife. It's not your husband. Uh, it's, it's something beyond our control. And we really do need to stick together in these times. Randy Kessler is the founding partner of Kessler and Salamiani family law firm in Atlanta. Randy, I want to thank you for taking time for us and I want to wish you uh, healthy days ahead. Stay healthy. Thank you so much, Jeff, and I appreciate you and, and letting me be a part of this. Thank you for listening to Jewish Day, a podcast brought to you by 
The Atlanta Jewish Times. Don't forget to subscribe to The Atlanta Jewish Times and participate in our mission in keeping Jewish Atlanta connected. Check back off on The Atlanta Jewish Times website at atlantajewishtimes.com for a regular schedule of upcoming podcasts. And be sure to share this podcast with your friends and family. I'm sure that they'll appreciate it. I'm Jeff Silverblatt. Thanks for listening.